Hi, welcome back to the As You Are podcast. We are super pumped about this series with our founding members. And this week we have Carly and Virginia with us. We're so excited to talk about everything from seasons of feeling like we're in the wilderness to learning to discern God's voice and just in general, a really fun, happy conversation. So settle in. All right. Um, I have been loving the Founders series. I know we've only released one so far, and this is the second one, but we've been able to do a lot of the interviews, and it's just been so like refreshing and encouraging to hear the Founders, their heart for As You Are, but just their heart for the Lord in general. I don't know, Emily, Like that has been so encouraging to me and just such a reminder of why As You Are was started in the first place, and it was out of a love for Jesus and community. Yeah, I agree. And it's been really fun just to go back to the beginning of it all and hear how it started and how God put all these people together. And I love that because all these girls, or most of them, I guess we're still yet to hear from Mallory and Ansley, but they're seniors. But most of these girls have graduated. So we get to talk a lot about what to expect in the next season and post-grad mm-hmm. life and what God's going to continue to teach you as you're moving forward. Yeah, just like walking through change with the Lord and how encouraging and hard and all-encompassing that can be. Like there's, I think this conversation with Carly and Virginia specifically is going to speak a lot into that and just like what it looks like to walk through change with Jesus and even when it's hard. Yep, so settle on in and here's the interview. All right, y'all, we are so excited. Carly and Virginia, welcome to the podcast. I got to lead Virginia and Carly there. I led their Bible study their senior year, which was really sweet. That was my first time leading an As You Are Bible study, and I was so intimidated, but you girls made it a lot easier. Anyways, floor is yours. Tell us about yourself. Um, Carly, why don't you kick us off? Hey guys, um, I'm Carly. And can I just say like, this is so surreal. Like the fact that we're even sitting here doing this podcast, that's such an answered prayer for, I think myself as an individual, but all of us as a team, but I'm Carly. I graduated from UGA and led a Bible study with Virginia and Caroline Ballou. We started that our sophomore year. Um, and led through until senior year. Graduated in May of 2021, moved up to DC and am working here. The Lord has been teaching me so many things. Biggest thing of the season that he's been teaching me is just discerning his voice versus all the other noise and pressures that the post-grad season can hold. And his character um, has been the biggest theme, I would say, of just growth in this season. Yeah. That's so awesome. Um, What about you, Virginia? Um, So I'm Virginia, and fun fact, Carly and I were roommates in college together on our favorite street in Athens, Georgia, Bloomfield. Um, Yeah, and we shared a bathroom that was like, if you spread your arms out, like you could probably touch each wall. So that was really fun. But a little bit of background on me, I also graduated from UGA in May of 2021. Something I'm passionate about is just I think what As You Are has been able to do through my community, girls of all different ages, stages, and all walks of life, like Carly and I are doing two completely different things. And like, As You Are kind of unites us, if that makes sense. And it's been able to do that with like us and our sisters and like friends. And it just has created this really robust, fun community. So that desire for community is something that's kind of like spread through the rest of my life. Um, But I currently live in Atlanta, Georgia, from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yeah, I've lived there since right after graduation. Carly and I both started our jobs, like literally we graduated and then we're like, oh, hello, corporate world. So that was fun. 
Yes, you and Carly both were part of the first As You Are Bible study. We yep. were. Yes. How did that get passed down? How did you guys decide we want to do this thing? So I would say Carly and I, like we say this, like we weren't even close friends at that point. It was so something that was just like the Lord. And, you know, I said this earlier, but just like the need for community. I think he knew that this was something that would just really be great. And I remember, you know, the first Bible study we started, it was second semester, our freshman year, and it really just happened out of a desperate need and happened so organically. And so we really didn't have a process for like setting this up initially. It was kind of just like it happened and it felt natural. And I remember my sophomore year, I just felt I was coming in. I felt so overwhelmed that year, just from a lot of different things. And I was like, okay, do I want to lead this Bible study? I remember I just like gotten rushed here for my sorority and was just like, wow, there's a lot going on. And I remember Sims and I had a conversation and she was like, like the university needs this, like these girls need this. And so I think it just like the Bible studies kept happening out of a desperate need. And so then from there, you know, um, Caroline Blue and Carly and I all started to lead together. And at first we're like, okay, does this make sense for all of us to be leading? And then it just was something that was like so beautiful and worked out so well. I love what you said about it being organic. Like, I think that just like pretty much sums it up. I think the Lord was leading us in our own separate walks to say yes to this. And at the time we didn't even really know what we were saying yes to, (laughs) but I think that's like the coolest thing of just how he was kind of growing us each individually. The season, the kind of like loneliness of freshman year and like navigating that and figuring that out. The Lord had just done a lot in my personal story, teaching me a lot about his character and who he was, which I think was a beautiful thing. I feel like that's been my experience with As You Are Too, like getting involved with it was one of the most organic and awesome things. Sims and Piper were my grandparents' friends' grandchildren. And so we had grown up sort of knowing each other. And they randomly texted me and they were like, hey, would you lead worship at this worship night? And as soon as I stepped foot at the event, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be a part of this forever. So Carly, you are older sister to Ansley, who is in my Bible study, and she's one of the leaders for the junior girls. Wait, Virginia, do you have a sibling that's also involved? I do. My sister Louise is involved at Alabama. And she's oh, a freshman. Oh my and God. Carly also has a freshman sister, and they're really good friends. So it's so fun. Yeah, that is so Worlds cool. collide. Yeah, truly. <laughs> so, what has it been like? passing this down to your siblings and staying connected in that way. It's it's honestly been like so sweet. And, you know, Macon is in the Bible study, but leading with Ansley and like being able to like grow and just each go on our own personal walks with the Lord, but also grow together and collectively with like some of our very best friends has been like the most unique and just sweet thing and just like such a gift from the Lord. What was it like for you guys to just be one year older than everyone you were leading, but take on that responsibility of of leading them? You know, I think for us, I mean, so much of it, I think when you attend a Bible study and it's something like as you are, like where you want to bring your friends into it, you make the sacrifice each week to show up and attend. And I know for Carly and I, a lot of weeks, like we were running around like chickens with our heads cut off. I'd like be in the shower and somebody be like reading me the notes for the week because I just didn't have time that week to go over anything. And when you're in such a busy stage of life, and I think for us, like we all were involved in stuff outside of as you are, and like, this is just something we all got to come together to do each week. And so our schedules were like slam packed. And so it really was just like such a sacrifice of the time talking to like the Alabama leaders and other other schools, like 
the Lord like really honors that. When we took it on to lead it, we just like got more emotionally and like spiritually just invested in the girls and in As You Are. And I love that As You Are, like you lead and everybody's still in college. Emily, I know you lead the seniors um, and that looks a little bit different. But for those first three years, like you really are being led by somebody who's like in your same stage of life. And like being led by college girls is really cool because you know, you're going to see them at day nights on Thursdays. You're going to be like doing life with them. And when you're doing life with intentional people that are seeking Lord community, I feel like it just spills into other parts of your life. So taking that call to like lead, yes, it was like, okay, I'm sacrificing more time. And like, I know it's going to be an investment on my part, but I just felt it like give back in tenfold. I think you're so right. And I think one of my like favorite things was the, it was the weeks that like we didn't really have a lot of time to prepare or that were really crazy that I feel like the Lord really met us and like, it was exactly what everyone needed because we were just like, Lord, like we surrender it to you and like ask that you come and like do what you do, you know, and just create an environment and a soft landing for all of us, leaders included. So I think that was like one of the sweetest things. Carly, I remember one time we had like a huge cheese board. We did a fire pit in like our front yard. Like y'all, it was extravagant. Like we had really planned and we we're like, oh my gosh, this is probably the most we've ever planned for a Bible study. Y'all, no one came. It was oh, just no. Carly, Caroline, and I sitting around the table eating cheese. And I think a couple of girls came later because, like, they felt bad, and that was really sweet of them. But it just, like, so cool because it just showed, like, we can do all of this planning, and, like, the Lord is going to show up in ways we don't expect. Like, I think we always said, and something we always prayed about was show up with our flaws, and we're going to just hope that the Lord meets us where we are and fills that gap where we, you know, don't have the strength to do everything that He's able to do. I love that. And I think that even being able as a leader, to say that to the people that you're leading, because it's not like you're bringing all of your wisdom. You're just bringing like space for them to encounter God and let Jesus show up. Here's one thing I've been thinking about lately. There are a lot more girls that have been getting involved, which is so awesome. And as we do, people are graduating and everyone's like moving on to the next year. You know, we are going to need more leaders. Maybe you're not feeling like you're ready to lead a Bible study yet, but what would you say to encourage somebody who's considering leadership or considering wanting to step in and be more involved with as you are? I would say like the Lord's not asking for perfection or, or anything that we can bring to the table. He's just asking for obedience and willingness to like follow him. And that, you know, the Bible's full of stories of the Lord using really broken, sinful people and redeeming all of that. You know, I just think if you're waiting for perfection, you'll be waiting forever. And to just say yes to where he's calling you, um, whether or not that be leading through as you are or leading through another ministry or even just like asking a friend on a walk and like pouring into her one on one. I think it can look like a lot of different things for a lot of different people. But, you know, he picks up the slack. Yeah. And I think for us, like I remember us just telling our girls stories, we royally screwed up in college. We're going through four years of our life where we're going to make mistakes and we're just trying to figure it out. And so I think, you know, leading with humility and just grace is so important. And so if you think that you're not prepared, that means you're the perfect person for the job because the Lord's not calling somebody to this position that thinks they have it all together. So you got it. You can do it. I love that. Just letting your yes be enough. And that's so applicable. Yes, to leading a Bible study, but also to daily life with Jesus. Y'all were talking about that a little bit ago. Like some days we just had to like show up to Bible study. And you're right. It is a commitment. When I was in college, I was in a Bible study and there were a lot of weeks where I was like, I don't want to go. That's also still reality like Everett and I are in a small group through our church and there are plenty of weeks I'm like Everett I don't want to go 
but showing up and being consistent are so important. And the Lord's going to honor that. And when you said show up, Anna, I was like, I've got to say this. When we thought about what to name this, we like thought about naming it show up because we're like, there's so much power in showing up. Like there's so much power in just saying yes and being there and like letting the Lord do the rest. But then we thought it sounded a little bit aggressive. So we're like, we can't name it that. But I just want to call it out because I'm like, it is so true. Like the Lord honors your like ability to show up in the space. And I think the coolest thing for me to see how it's grown has been expanding to Alabama. Um, one, because I'm from Tuscaloosa. So it's just really fun to like, you know, recognize faces at the expansion school. And I just also love Alabama. And then two, my sister was a freshman in Tuscaloosa at Alabama. And so it's really fun to get to do this with her and like see it through her eyes because she's, you know, seen my experience with it at Georgia. And so getting to see it on Alabama's campus and her being able to participate in it is really, really fun. I think the coolest thing has been like I went home for my sister's graduation from high school last year. Girls and moms were coming up and being like, we're so thankful that like there's a community like as you are at Georgia, you know, at South Carolina, at Alabama, at some of these schools that their kids were going to. That's something that like we wanted, kind of like we answered our own prayer. Like that was what we were lacking when we were in college and we were like, there's just not somewhere where we feel like we can go. I think that's awesome, Carly. And I want to highlight what you just said. It's like we answered our own prayer. Here's just an encouragement and something that I want to say to anyone listening. Sometimes you're praying for something that God wants to do through you. And so I love that you guys prayed for community and saw a need and eventually you're like, wait a minute, I can just go stand in the gap and I can meet this need as best as I can. I'm not going to be perfect. Who knows? All I can do is show up and give the Lord my yes. But by doing that, he has majorly impacted a bunch of people's lives. It started with one Bible study and now there are Bible studies at five different college campuses. Just wanted to give an encouragement to y'all for your yes in that season. And who knows what your next yes will be. I'm excited to see what God continues to do in y'all's lives. But to anyone else who's listening too, God might be wanting to answer prayer through your yes. The Lord through as you are really has been able to create a sense of community. But what advice would you give somebody who maybe is not in college anymore and is like, all right, well, now I'm not surrounded by my friends. I can't go get coffee with somebody at two o'clock on a Tuesday. Like that's just not my reality anymore. What would y'all say to that girl? Trust that the Lord will continue to provide. I think for me, looking back at my college experience, I mean, like I went to Georgia, not knowing a soul and like walked out with some of like the most incredible people I've ever met. I mean, if you see him like doing the past, he's going to do it again. And I also think too, like Carly and I can both speak to this. The Lord's been so faithful in providing specific people for like certain stages of life. And so I know I've like gotten close with like really great girls in post-grad that I didn't know in college. And that's been so much fun. Loneliness is so hard in post-grad because I mean, you're, you're working from eight to five each day and then you've got to work out and you've got to make dinner and you have all of these things you have to do. And so it's like, okay, when do I have time to like meet new people in my city? When do I have time to like keep up with my college friends? And it's really hard but it does get better. And if there's a girl you enjoy at work, like ask her to like go to coffee and like get to know her. And your community doesn't have to look super typical. Like it can be like Carly and I are best friends and she lives in DC and I live in Atlanta. And the times that we do get to spend together while they're shorter, they're a lot more sweet because we have a lot of life to catch up on. So it's a really rich and fun season of life. It just is going to look a lot different than college. I love that you said he'll do it again. There's a song that my first year out of college listened to a lot. I think it's called Do It Again. And it's talking about how like, I've seen you move, you move the mountains and I believe I'll see you do it again. And I think- That's what I was thinking of. 
Yeah, it's so true. And then like, he's not going to leave you alone in postgrad. It's not like he's like, well, sorry, it's not going to happen this time. Like, I'm not going to provide community. I'm not going to provide opportunities for you to meet people. Like, he will do that again. You know, that song, Do It Again, it has been really big in my life, too. And I think one of the main things that I've realized about God is that, yes, he will show up again and again and again and again. But it doesn't always look the same. I have been through seasons of pretty intense loneliness where I would pray for friends or community or whatever. And that specific prayer wasn't answered in the way that I hoped it would be. But God showed up for me in those years in a way that was really special and he prepared me for the season of life that I'm in now, which is really busy. I'm a mom, a wife, I work, I like do a bunch of other things too. And so now in this busier phase of life where I do have really solid community, I have this like special time with just me and God that I have to like cling to. It almost like built our relationship stronger. And when we were on the As You Are retreat, all of us got to go on that hike together. And I think it was me, you, Virginia, and Carly, who were all afraid of the ice. And so we stayed close together and walked slow. (laughs) But um, yeah, I just had such a great conversation with y'all. And Carly, can you just share a little bit about your, you know, first couple years post-grad, you mentioned that you were in a really tough job and just really struggled, but the Lord showed up in that. And everything that you shared on that hike was like really impactful to me. Yeah, Emily, that's so nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so post-grad life has just honestly been really hard. And it has been really beautiful though, too, because I feel like I've encountered the Lord in so many just like radical ways. And I just feel like he has been so kind to me and just in my brokenheartedness and in the areas of my life that have been really hard and been not what I thought they would be. He's met me and provided. And I love what you said too, Emily, about how a lot of times the Lord doesn't answer our prayers, how we think he will. I think that's been a common theme throughout this season of me praying for things and the Lord answering them just in the most obscure way and in the way like you would never be able to guess. And, you know, people always say like the Lord is a mystery. And I think that like that is so true. But yeah, I think this season has been marked by a lot of loneliness. And like when I moved to DC, I came up here like two weeks after graduation and really didn't have any friends up here. Like I had acquaintances that I had met through like my internship, but didn't have any like solid friends. And like, that was super scary. It was something different than I really thought or had planned for and not something that I really had in my head that I would do. And so just like the whole move was just like very chaotic and felt like very much like out of my control. And I think that like as humans, like we're never in control, but we always like to think that we're in control. That's when the doubt and worry and fear and all of that can kind of start to creep in. You're like, wait a minute, God, did I really hear you right? You know, like this looks nothing like what I thought it would. And, you know, I feel very unsafe and it feels very risky. That's when the Lord, his strength and his mightiness is is expressed to us in those moments where like in our humanity, like we don't understand and we don't have what it takes and we don't have the strength to make it through. But he does when we follow him, like we are provided for. And 
even if we're in a wilderness season, even if we are lonely, like I think those seasons and moments of loneliness are like such an invitation from the Lord because we get to encounter him on such an intimate level. And even though it's been hard, like I wouldn't change it for the world because of like the growth and the lessons um, that I've learned. And I know I mentioned this a little earlier, but learning to discern the Lord's voice, I think has been like one of the biggest lessons of this season. You're never going to leave a conversation or a dialogue with the Lord feeling more confused, more scared, more doubtful. Like you're always going to feel empowered and uplifted and more full of love and truth. Yeah, I do think there are other voices that speak loudly in our life like success or responsibility, they seem like the right thing to do. But discerning the difference between a good thing to do, something I feel like I need to do or feel responsible for, and listening for God's voice. The more that you look at Jesus, he's the image of God. So we can see what God is like when we look at Jesus's life. So if you're curious and you don't know where to start and you're listening to this podcast, we are going to do a podcast series on the book of John coming up. And we're really excited about that. We're just going to walk through Jesus's life. And so I just think the number one thing that we latch onto is scripture and what we see about Jesus through scripture and how we see him in scripture. And then the second thing is the Holy Spirit. Like he is with us. And so you have to just trust Christ in you. As you feel the situations that come up resonate with the things that you know about Jesus, that's how you start to know and discern his voice in your life. I mean, it's a lifelong process, but it's been the big thing that he's teaching me right now too. It seems good to say yes to more things. Like seems natural that God would want you to say yes to as many things as possible. But what if God's calling you to say no to some things? So that you can peel back some of the busyness and just sit with him. How will you know if you don't ask him? So I love that, Carly. I love that, Emily, about what you were talking about. Basically, like margins. Like we need margins in our lives. And just because something is good doesn't necessarily mean that like that's what the Lord's asking of you. And, you know, your time is so limited and you have such limited amount of personal time that it's like what you do with those hours in your day, like they matter. So I know that we are on a little bit of a time crunch. We're about to have to wrap up, but what an honor to get to hang out with y'all and talk to y'all. The way that God's used you guys there as you are has been so awesome. But just to kind of wrap up, we were wondering if you had any surprises in post-grad or something funny that you've learned. I mean, like where to begin? (laughs) Budgeting is hard. (laughs) Start saving now. (laughs) Budgeting is still hard. But learn it before you get married because. Yeah, when you think of the things that you have to spend money on, you're like, what on earth? Why does this cost money? Doctor's appointments? Why? (laughs) No, I would say the most humbling has been figuring out insurance. I'm like, how on earth does this work? And then also our first tax season that we all like filed taxes. Y'all, it was hysterical. We just felt like we were in the Hunger Games. I thought my job would be like nine to five because of the Dolly Parton song, like working nine to five. Like what? And and then I like, before I started my first day of work, I told my dad, or my dad asked, like, what are your hours going to be? I was like, I don't know. I think nine to five. And he's like, did you really think that because of the Dolly Parton song? And I was like, yeah. Isn't that what America does? Turns out my hours are eight to five. You're I definitely had the me. same, the same thought. Like, I just figured that was what everybody worked. Yeah. But I was quickly um, humbled and realizing that some jobs don't have any 
any strict hours. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you have to work all day long. Every sometimes day. you have to work all day long. So, <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about like wild, like the wilderness season, and did look back in my Bible, and it has like a segment about like Elijah being led into the wilderness, and it was saying God often isolates people for a time and even puts them in humbling circumstances to teach them faith and patience and to prepare them for service. Yeah, that's so good. I don't know about y'all, but when I'm in a season of questions and whatever, I'm asking for answers. I want the Lord to answer me and I I want it to be his answer because I know his answer is going to be the best. And so it's so cool to think that obeying him leads you directly to him and directly to the path that he wants you to be on. And so it's not like a punishment. It's honestly an opportunity. He's not asking us to do anything to make our lives harder or worse. He's like asking us to do these things because they bring life and they make us more like him. Yeah. I think one thing, Chloe, when you're talking about like the wilderness season, I love the song seasons. I think it's by Hillsong Worship. That's so good. You know, I think both Carly and I, through our experiences, there have been seasons in college and out of college that we thought would be really easy we walked into them thinking we'd be prepared and I remember I went through freshman year and then went work somewhere one summer and like I remember my mom dropped me off the airport she said Virginia like you did college you did freshman year where you didn't know anybody like you can do this you're gonna be completely fine like this will be so easy and it was so hard Lord's been so faithful in each of you know the wilderness seasons and the mountaintop seasons but in post-grad it's like those seasons feel a little bit longer you know both seasons are great like you learn things from each of them when you guys start talking about the wilderness, one, I would highly suggest this study. It's really good. I want to get that study. With us in the wilderness by Lauren Chandler. Yeah. Um, it's really good, but I'm notorious for not totally finishing the studies. It takes me way too long to get through them. And then I'm like, well, I'm not really in a wilderness season anymore. So I guess I won't finish it. But I started this when we moved to Richmond because I was like, what the heck are we doing here? Why are we in Richmond? I don't have a job. We were living at my sister's house. My car was broken. Like I didn't have a car. I didn't have a job. We didn't have any of our stuff and I didn't have any friends. And I was like, this sucks. And we like chose to come here. What are we doing? And I remember doing this study and it's really good. It talks about uh, God delivering the Israelites from Egypt and how then they like wander in the wilderness for 40 years And God delivered them out of Egypt, but then he also needed to deliver Egypt out of them. They had grown up in this Egyptian culture, and it was so ingrained in who they were and in what they believed. And so God needed to take the time in the wilderness to like recenter his people back on them. Like he delivered them out of Egypt, but then he also needed to deliver Egypt out of them. That's really important when we're thinking about the wilderness seasons because they can feel daunting and lonely and scary. And like, why am I here? What are some like areas of your own life where the Lord is like, hey, let's like let go of that and focus back on me. The Lord is going to bring us back to himself. And he's going to provide in the wilderness too. Like he provides water from a rock and bread from heaven over and over and over again. And the people continue to grumble for Egypt, for slavery. I think that's important to remember. It's like, what is God trying to help you let go of so that you can look to him? Oh my gosh, that's so good. I feel like God has taken me through several seasons like that. And I never have heard that. He delivered them from Egypt but needed still to deliver Egypt from them. That is 
so good. There are so many things in our hearts that are not like him. Kind of what Alice was saying a couple weeks ago, you know, walking with God is about the renewal of our mind. Mm-hmm. And he does want to transform us into being more like him. And so all of it is part of the process. We got to just trust him. This has been so great. I love you girls. Thank you guys so much for jumping on. Best lunch break ever. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. We love y'all. Love you guys. Yeah. Thank y'all for, I mean, I think, I think the biggest like blessing guys you are has been you guys. Y'all are the best. Y'all are so wise. It's a joy to be a part of. And it's like the biggest blessing to us. All our answers to our prayers. Right back at you. <laughs> right back at you. For sure. All right. Bye y'all. Bye. 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 Oh my gosh, I just love them so much. Me too. But also, aren't they just so wise? Mm-hmm. I, I'm i so proud of them. I really loved talking about the wilderness and seasons of learning hard lessons mm-hmm. with God because life is just sometimes hard. It's how it is. But walking with God through hard things is really faith-building, and somehow it still feels secure walking through hard things with him. And so yeah, I really loved hearing their perspectives on the past two years and how God has brought them through that and taught them a lot of lessons through it and how they wouldn't change a thing about it. And Anna, I loved what you said. I've still thought about this since the interview about God delivered the Israelites from Egypt, but had to still deliver Egypt from hmm. their hearts. Well, I can't take credit for that. That's that's definitely from that study. Lauren Chandler, yeah, um, with you in the wilderness. It's really good. Um, yeah, so we are about to just get you right on your way into your day. Thanks for hanging out with us. But before we go, Anna, will you pray for us? I'd love to. Um, Jesus, thank you so much for today. God, I pray for each girl that's listening to this. Lord, would you just um, encourage her and be with her as she's whatever, walking to class, home from class, driving to something. I don't know whenever she's listening to this, Lord, but we just pray that your presence would be there with her. Um, God, I thank you so much for Carly and Virginia and for their wisdom. And uh, we just ask that these words would be used for you. Lord, would you just be with us and remind us that you're always with us, even in the wilderness. Amen. Well, this week is a really big week. We have two worship nights coming up. We've got UGA on Tuesday and then Clemson, first worship night at Clemson on Wednesday. So we're back to back. <laughs> Double header. We've been training for this. Yep, we have. We're excited and we hope to see you there. Bye.